0: what is up my friends welcome back to and creates fatherhood field notes podcast where we hear real stories from real men living real lives i'm your guide ned shout fatherhood is not only about being a dad it incorporates providing and serving a home loving and serving a spouse engaging and serving in a community as well as intentionally serving your kiddos fatherhood is an adventure one full of fun wild and definitely messy stories In this podcast, we will hear stories from real men who have found themselves living the adventure of fatherhood. A this episode is going to leave you in a different state than you are in right now. My friend Dwight Taylor Sr. has an inspiring and contagious way about him. When I spend time with him, talk to him, or even just listen to him talk, I leave inspired to be the best version of myself. What I love is how real the dude is. He is so full of joy and lives a life passing that joy to others without wanting anything in return. He is an author, a speaker, and a coach. He is the founder and CEO of Real Manhood 101 and Dominate Your Day. Please check him out on Instagram. He has so much energy. It's bonkers. His Instagram is at Dwight Taylor Sr. and also at Real Manhood 101. He has an annual event for 6th to 12th grade boys called real manhood 101 this year was gonna be the fifth year that he has done it but due to covid19 it has been canceled for in person but super exciting he's bringing it virtual on may 22nd i'm gonna be checking it out with my son and i think you should too you'll be able to find information on my instagram his instagram um or go to their website www.realmanhood101.org. Hey, get ready to be inspired by hearing this dude share his story, his life, and what real manhood means to him. Hey, and if you're inspired, please share this episode or and go write a review because hey, fatherhood matters and you and I are responsible to let the world know. All right, welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes. I am really excited to have Dwight Taylor Sr. on here with me. What's up, man?
1: What's going on, my man?
0: Dude, it's good to see you. Good to hear your voice. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I feel like every time I watch you on Instagram or talk to you on the phone, I need to do like, you know, maybe a hundred burpees and drink a Red Bull just to get myself (laughs) all jacked up and ready to go. That's crazy. Because you got so much energy. you got so much energy.
1: Man, I'm I'm excited about life, man. I'm I'm an excited person all the time, but yeah. um, life gets me excited. My passion gets me excited. So that's just me, man.
0: When you wake up in the morning, you're just eyes open. You're like super pumped for um, another day.
1: I'm, I'm turned up. I'm turned up, (laughs) like literally. My my wife is like, "You go to bed, you go to bed talking, and then you wake up talking." Like I'm, I'm turned all the time. (laughs) You go to bed excited
0: for the next day.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. 100%.
0: (laughs) That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. I think I saw on your stories you doing uh, uh, jump rope at like 3:39 in the morning.
1: So I'm, I'm doing doing reading and quiet time, 3:30 to five and then five, five o'clock. Five o'clock I'm, I'm in the, uh, right now because you know, we're in the, uh, stay home, lockdown, quarantine, yeah. lockdown. Um, uh-huh. I'm doing my jump rope in the, in the garage. Yeah. Five o'clock.
0: So what time are you going to bed?
1: Um, I'm in the bedroom, usually laying on the bed about nine 30. I'm, my, okay. I'm, I'm sleep about, you know, 10 o'clock. So I, I get about five and a half hours uh, minimum.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Well, there you go. Right off the bat, you know, this guy's got energy. All right. So let's learn a little bit more about you. Yes, sir. Um, How old are you right now?
1: 38 years young.
0: Yeah, buddy. And you're married.
1: I am. I'm married. One wife, years? man.
0: One wife. Uh, Crazy
1: thing is this, man. We are, we are on, I'm on Uh, round two year four and I'll break that down for you. So my wife and I, yep. I, I, I see you already trying to figure it out.
0: Trying to do some calculation. Um, and I know head, anybody
1: yeah. who's who's listening to this is trying to figure it out too. So I'm going to break it down to you real simple. Uh, my wife and I got married in 2008. Um, we, got di- we got separated 2013, got divorced in 2014, got remarried in 2016, and we're on year four.
0: Dude, that is an incredible story. And there's
1: so much in that story, but that's for, oh my another, that's for another podcast. So you got to have me back on for that one.
0: Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> man, that already just sparked the interest. Hey, that's incredible. Yeah, man. That's incredible. Yeah. And you guys have three kids?
1: Three kids. Three of the most phenomenal, amazing, I put words together, phenomenal, amazing kids on the planet. Uh, Dwight Jr., he's about to graduate on June 1st from high school, um, and then he'll be 18 nine days after that. Then we have... Our son, Isaiah, just turned 17 this past February. And our beautiful baby girl, my princess, Halea, uh, she'll be 10 in August.
0: Bro, do your sons just look like your brother? Because you look so young. You <laughs> hey, look like...
1: pe- people think that, though. Like when we go out I, and, and I'm I'm trying to have people still think that as I get older, because, you know, I'm losing a little bit of hair on top. Yeah. And, and so uh, <laughs> I, I like when they say it, but um, my, my sons don't like it as much.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Man. Okay, cool. That's that's incredible. Um, all right. And so what do you do? Tell us a little bit about what you do. And yes. we'll get more into it in, in in the podcast, but and kind of the high up version. What do you do for a living?
1: Got you. So I'm a professional communicator. So um, I, I do public speaking. I teach effective communication. I do trainings, workshops, anything that has to do with effectively communicating. That's what I do. And so uh along with that, I'm also a male empowerment coach. So I empower males to become real men, and we'll touch on that a little bit later on. But uh that's what I do, man. Like that's that's my occupation. Um, but I'm a father first, um, you know, a husband first, father second, and um everything else falls under that.
0: Yeah, so good. Okay. As you've been a father, what has been some of the best resources to you, whether it's a person, a book, uh, somebody you saw? What what's been a resource that's been good for you?
1: Yeah, um, the best resource for me has been my grandfather, mm. um, Wendell Franklin Taylor Sr. Uh, I call him Pops. So it, it, we'll be talking about him, you know, through this, and and that's what I refer to him as. But that's Pops, and so he's been my greatest resource. After him, it's been the Bible. You know, me mm. just just learning, um, you know, different stories and and different things that I can apply to my life. And then the I say another resource has been my The the men, the fathers around me, my accountability group that I have, you know, with men, I'm always connecting with them, getting advice, sharing my situations with them, what I'm going through, my thoughts and and just bouncing ideas off. You know, uh, I have some solid, real solid men that I have in my life that I didn't have at one point, but I was very intentional about, you know, bringing other men to, to just help me, right? Iron sharpens iron and and I'm learning and I'm asking. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that an inspired life inspires other lives. And so I try to go to men who inspire me to help me on this journey. But my grandfather's number one.
0: Mm, that's so good. But let me ask you this. How honest are you with those men that you've selected? You said, okay, you're a mentor. You, you're allowed to speak into my life. How honest yeah. are you with them?
1: 100% honest. I, I'm the person that um, I love everybody. I don't like everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so because of that, I don't waste my time with people. Um, I, I have a full plate, right? I'm I'm here with my wife my three kids we also have two of our siblings siblings living with us as well so we got a house full and, mm. and my time is valuable but even more than my time my words are valuable and and who I am is 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 very um you know important to me and what I stand on and so yeah I, I keep it 100 with them if I was if I didn't then it would be pointless for me to even have them in my accountability circle or even have these conversations even a conversation like I don't have conversations that are fake so yeah.
0: yeah. It's so good. The reason I ask is I already knew the answer, but I think that sometimes, you know, we hear, okay, I'm a super motivating guy. I, I, yeah. I, I speak well. I have people, you know, when I'm in a group, I love to talk, but the power to really grow in like, this is what you're talking about is yeah. to have those people that you tell, man, I thought this, Yeah, I, you yeah. know, like yeah. you, you have that open so that there's nothing in the dark and if you want to be a real man you can have anything in the dark man yeah man and and that doesn't mean you go share it with everybody in the whole world right. but you got to have those key right. people that you um that you can talk real life with because we need to be held accountable as men 100% That's just huge.
1: man well, um you know for those that may not know, you know, and probably nobody who's listening to, to this, um, your listeners may know this, but I used to do music back in the day and my, my, my rap name was transparent and I thought it was Mm. just a cool name. Right. But it was a name that God really gave me. And when I'm thinking it's cool, God was like, Oh no, no, no. You thought it was just for the name? No, that's who I've called you to be. Like you are, you are supposed to be that. So I was, I would even still to this day get convicted when I felt like I wasn't being transparent. And and you know, a couple of years ago, I realized that my transparency is, is actually transformative, right? Like mm. it has the power to transform not just myself but other people. Me being transparent and me being open has been the unlock for so many other men. And I and I look at myself and go, how selfish would I be? Right. If I didn't allow my my ups, my downs, my highs, my lows, my goods, my bads to, to be shared and hopefully unlock somebody else. Like I know that I've went through things for the benefit of others. Right. But, yeah. if, but if I keep my mouth closed because I don't want to look a certain way in, in front of somebody or them think, oh, well, you know, you're not as credible or you're not this, that you know, I. That, that's for the birds. Me, I have to be transparent. And so that's what I am intentionally focused on. And also, you, you said it right. Being vulnerable. I, I tell men all the time that vulnerability is, is there's value in it. Right. Like like there vulnerability, is. there's so much value in being vulnerable. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that me and my wife have been talking about lately, man, is just being able to create safe spaces for men to be vulnerable.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Huge. Yeah. All right, Rad, man, this this podcast is Fatherhood Field Notes and you're already doing it, right? Opening up your life, open up your field notes so that we can learn about your life so we can apply it to ourselves. You know, there's power in going through stuff, but then there's also power in hearing what others have gone through so that we can grow from it and help, help us as we're making decisions in our own life. And the mantra behind the whole thing is rebel and create. And the idea is to rebel against the status quo of either what the media the world, the church, yourself, put on you as a man. And then out of that tearing down through the rebellion is create something, create the life Mm. you want. And uh, so what is something that you are currently rebelling against and what do you hope to create out of that?
1: Definitely, man. Uh, Let me just pause real quick and just say, your book is phenomenal, amazing. You're a stud, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Real talk, man. Um, One of the dopest books that I've read, and I don't I don't read a lot of books. I read what I like and and I literally ran through that book very fast because it it just it it was speaking to me right where I was. So I just wanted to put mm. that out there. Um so the thing that I'm rebelling against at the moment and not even at the moment that I've been rebelling against is this idea or this thought of um the invisible father. Right? Mm. And 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 this is the father or the dad who is working hard at his job or hardly working at his, you know at his job and then comes home and 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 sheds this this uh this costume or or whatever he was doing prior and when he gets home where he should be being intentional should be being visible and being active and being present um he's not Right. And mm. I'm not even talking about the, the father that's, that's absent, like that's not in the home. I'm talking about the father that's in there every yes. day. The kids yes. know, uh, you know, th- they notice that the father's there, but they don't really know that he cares and they don't know that he's there. And so um, I, I'm, I'm rebelling against that because I was that at one point. And, mm. and, and here's the crazy thing. I was that. And at the same time, I'm super active in my kids' lives. Like I'm super active. I picked them up from school, uh, sports, homework. But even in even in that activeness, I wasn't being productive. Right. Like I I wasn't being as 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 intentional as I could be at at being present in my kids lives. And so I'm thinking, wait a minute, if I'm super active, I'm picking kids up from school, I'm dropping them off uh, to school. um, I'm, I'm doing homework. I'm doing sports. And I, and I still, me personally, I still feel like I'm not as present as I can be. What happens to the father <laughs> that, that is, is not even thinking about being present and is just coming home and, and doing what he's doing. And maybe he is providing, like, I don't want to dis- discount anybody. Maybe they are providing financially or taking care yep. and is the provider of the home. And, and maybe, right. I'm empathetic to this part. Maybe th- they were working so hard that they're tired when they get home. So I get, I get that as well. But at the same time, I believe that if you aren't if you aren't challenged, you won't be changed. Right. So if you mm. want to be a great father or or the best father that that you were created to be, then then you have to find that extra thing that that you can dig down deep and say, you know what? I'm going to show up even here, even though I'm tired, I'm going to give my family my best. You talk about it great in your book, right? I'm I'm big on right now, just making sure I don't give my family the the leftovers. I I give them the the first, you know, and and my time and my creativity and everything that I can do because I'm giving this to everybody else all the time, right? Why should Mm -hmm. they get the leftovers? And so just this whole idea of the invisible dad. And so one of the things that I'm doing right now, because I'm still, I'm not perfect. I'm saying all this, I'm not perfect, but I'm progressing. I'm getting better every day. Right. And I'm focused on getting better every single day. And so one of the things that I've been doing recently, um, to be super intentional about giving my perfect effort is that in my daily planning, I put on there that at 5 PM, I'm going to get up from, I work from home, right? Like, so, so I have my home office, I'm going to get up from my desk at 5 PM. And, and that, some days I don't stop quote unquote working until 6 30. Like 6 30 is my cutoff time. I'm done working, but I may not stop working at 5 p.m. But I'll go and take my computer or if I'm on my phone or if I'm writing something down or if I'm reading, I'll take it and sit in the in the living room where everybody is. My daughter will be sitting and leaning on me and we're talking. And so I'm still might be doing something, but I'm yeah. just I'm working every day to go, okay, how do I minimize even the idea that Man, dad is always behind that computer, or dad is always this. Like, I I live that thing, man, like where my kids would literally feel like I'm on the computer 24 7. They would walk past me and and I would be there. And sometimes I wouldn't even know that my kids would walk past me, right? Like, they wouldn't even know that, like, they wouldn't even acknowledge me. And I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? And so it's just me um, working every day to be intentional about giving my perfect effort to what matters most, and they matter most. You know what I mean? And yeah, so, man. Um, and that's where I'm that's at. That's so
0: good. Him. So that's what you want to create. You want to create that presence and not be there invisible. So break this down for me for a second. Yep. Say you're sitting there doing your homework, your kids' homework with them. Yeah. Right. You're sitting there. Tell me what's the difference between being there present and being there not present?
1: Um, so being for me, being present in me helping my daughter do her homework. Is one not trying to rush it to get done so I can get to something else? You get okay. what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I'm not yep. I'm not doing your homework for you or giving you the answers to try to just be done. And at the same time, I, I'm trying my best to make sure that I'm literally engaged, right? And I'm being patient. I promise you. If I if I pulled up my fatherhood legacy journal plug, if I pulled that up, <laughs> you would see for the last ten days. Um, I'm going to just see something real quick for the last 10 days in in the area where it says the area where you can be intentional today. It's be patient with my daughter, especially Mm. with this distance learning. Right. With this new thing that we're in. It's like, okay, I have to be super patient with her especially when it comes to doing her work and so the present father is there i'm fully engaged i'm not thinking about the text messages i'm not thinking about the phone calls i'm not thinking about what i did prior or what i'm doing after i'm just locked in and i'm giving her my best and for me with her my best is my best patience my best listening my best understanding my best explaining my best question asking like that's what present is i know what it's like to to not be present cuz i've been there before when i'm trying to get back to whatever i thought was most important Then I'm just trying to hurry the process.
0: And what's crazy is, you know, sometimes I find myself in whatever it is, homework, playing catch, whatever it is, where I'm just rushed. Right. I'm rushed. They can tell that I'm not enjoying myself. 100%. I'm not enjoying myself. I'm thinking about what's later, what's going to happen, what I'm going to get back to. And that might have taken 10 minutes. Let's say it take 10 minutes. And then afterwards, I feel like a crappy dad. right? (laughs) So total energy. man. then you think, okay, well, the opposite. If I enjoyed it, I slowed down. I was present, like yeah. you're saying. Maybe it took 15 minutes, right. right? Right. And you walk away from that moment. They're full of life. You're full of life. And that crap work that you had to get back to, or great work, whatever, it's still there. Yeah. And it was like it's not a big difference in time, but it's yeah. it's like the it's a mental game for a dad to just yeah. go, okay, I'm going to check out. You know, one little tool that I shared recently. Well, sometimes I'll, if I know that this thing's going to take 15 or 20, I'll just set my alarm on my phone for 20 minutes yep. and go put it up on the counter or flip it upside down. So I'm not seeing if anybody emailed me or messaged yeah. me in response. Yep. And so I'm just, I'm fully present in this 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then and then I can move on. But man, and, and I love that. And, and let me
1: say this, man, for any fathers that are that are listening like this is not something that just happened overnight for me. Like this mm-hmm. is this is a daily, um a, a daily grind at me getting better and progressing and trying to better my best every day. Right. Yep. Every And now with my daughter here 24 seven and we're and we're trying to find a schedule and, and do the work. It's me trying to better my best every moment. Like, oh, shoot, I just I just blew it because, you know, this wasn't our designated time for us to be doing homework. But she needed Mm -hmm. my attention in the moment and I didn't fully give it. Right. And so then in the next moment, I don't I don't beat myself up about it anymore. I used to. I'm like, okay, well, how can I be better in this moment than I was the moment before? So, you know, let's just continue to better our best. Maybe we didn't get it right today or yesterday or the whole entire month, year, life. If if you're alive right now, you have an opportunity to be better today than you've ever been in your entire life. And, and it's just slow progress. My grandfather used to say slow cr- slow progress is better than no progress.
0: Mm. I like that. I like that because, like you said a minute ago, you don't beat yourself up about it anymore. Because yeah. how many men are yeah. just beating themselves up um, about stuff they've done? Yeah, you man, know? It's like we, he, we have to extend learned.
1: grace and compassion to ourselves, man. You know what I mean? And so yeah. uh yeah, that's where I'm at with it.
0: Man, that's so good. All right, so I just love all the content you put out. I mean, you are dedicated to helping men discover who they are. Yeah. And you have the Real Manhood 101. So I want to hear the story about that. How did that become a thing? And then what is it? And why are you so passionate about it? So let's hear the story.
1: 100%, man. So um, so for those that that don't know, my grandfather pops and my grandmother. And then those are the two parents on my dad's side. And then my, my grandmother gam, my mom's mom, they raised me. Uh, my mother was 17. Father was 18, uh, when they had me. And, um, unfortunately they fumbled me. Right. And if anybody knows anything about football or fumbling, um, you know, you should go and try to recover the fumble right so, so that you can score the points and win the game and and all that but um unfortunately, at them just being teenagers you know they mm-hmm. they didn't go and try to recover the fumble so fortunately, my parents had phenomenal amazing uh teammates and my grandparents, and they recovered the fumble and ran with me for eighteen long years and gave me all the great tools that they believed I needed to be to become the man that you know they envisioned and and they believed that I could be in that my grandfather just became this standout person in my life who I I just seen him execute at a high level when it came to him being a father, when it came to him being a husband, when it came to him being a friend, when it came to be for him, more importantly than anything, a servant, right? Like my grandfather is, is, is Mr. SOW that serve others well. That's, that's how he lives his life. Right. And so, um, and so I I watched my grandfather and so I had a great, um, I, I had a great representation of what a man was and, and and what a father was. And so I always knew that, but I tell people all the time when I share this story, knowing something and showing it are two different things, right? So I knew what it looked like to be a high caliber man, father, husband, all that good stuff. Um, but there was something in me that was hindering me. And so mm-hmm. right, and, and right around the time that I was getting ready to turn 30, um, I, I, I had, you know, I had my three kids, um, I, I'm married and I'm just like, I don't even know if I'm a man like I know I'm a male, but I don't know like if I'm a man, like I don't know if I'm a real man. Like what is the criteria? Right. Like like I I didn't go through these rites of passages. I didn't I didn't. Nobody told me at 13, 16, 18, 21, 25 when I got married, like, okay, now you're this. Now you're moving ahead. Now you're a man like that didn't happen for me. And so I was struggling with it. And, And even though I had my grandfather who would give me every bit of wisdom and nuggets, there was a void in me because of my father being not around that it it almost made me feel like, yeah, this is great information. My grandfather's giving me, but I want to get this from my dad. Like I want my dad to be giving me this information. I want him to be sharing these things with me, these, these nuggets, these jewels, these tips, these tools to help me become who, like it it was something that I was wrestling with. And so in that, and was your dad around at all. So at, at that moment, my dad was back around in my life. Yeah. So, so my mom and dad, and I was going to share that later, but I'll say, let me just say this now. Um, my mom and dad are back in my life. Um, they came, they came back around and and they've been back around. And so, um, but in this moment, it was like, I don't believe that my dad knew how to be a dad or mm. that I needed.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And so I, so, so I don't, my dad didn't have the tools um, to impart these things that my grandfather had imparted into me, right, and so now I can look back and have empathy on that situation because I'm like, man, you know, he just wasn't equipped, right? And and I and maybe that's because I, I don't know him between him and my grandfather how that went, or maybe my dad is like me and, and we stubborn and we don't like getting information from people. We like to figure it out and bump our head. But maybe this is this wasn't an area where he was even you know willing to or focused on bumping his head to learn it. Either way, I wasn't getting it from him. And so yeah. so this twenty nine to thirty, I was like, man, I need to go on this like. Quest of of Mm. really figuring out what a man is. This voyage (laughs) Um, of of really figuring out what a what a man is and what a real man is, so I can become that. And um, I I stumbled across this book called "Raising a Modern Day Knight" by a guy by the name of Robert Lewis. And and in this book, uh, Robert Lewis shared these four principles: it was accept responsibility, expect the greater reward, lead courageously, and reject passivity. And as I was reading those things, those things were like they they were resonating with me and they were hitting me, and I was like, man this is kind of dope. And the way that my mind works as a communicator um, and as an artist, I always try to use acronyms. I'm using an acronym for it, for everything. I, I have a new acronym that I might share with you all called mandemic, not pandemic, mm. mandemic. Uh, we might say that for another time, but I'm always, I love it. I'm, I'm always putting you know words together. And so I seen these things. And then I said, if I rearrange the first letter of all these things, it can actually turn into the word real. And so I was like, oh shoot. And I felt like in that moment, that's where God was like, this is what you've been searching for. This is what, this is what it is. And so I was like, real, real man. I've been looking and searching to try to be a real man. So from now on, I'm going to reject passivity, expect a greater reward, accept responsibility and lead courageously. And if that's my framework, then every decision and action made can fall under those four things. Right. Mm. And so I was like, oh man, I'm about to roll with this. And, And also in that moment, I was like, wait, if I'm 29 years old, I'm a husband, I'm a father. I've been doing this thing. I've been having successes. I've been doing all this. Um, I I know my story. I know my history. I know my background. I know my filters. I know my experiences. And I'm still searching to be a a man. And I just found it at 30. How many other men are, are struggling with that same thing? And then it went to how many young men who don't have mm. a pops in their life or who don't have a me in their life or, who, or or whatever the case may be, how many of them are searching for this thing? And what happens? Yeah. What, what happens if I'm able to share this information with them at seven, at eight, at 15, at 18, and they don't have to bump oh. their head, right? Like, yep. and, and so I started getting a fire in me like, man, I need to just share this. So I started reaching out to schools. I started reaching out to organizations, men's conferences, all these things. And I'm like, man, this is dope. Here's the crazy thing. Even in the midst of that, I told myself, man, I'm going to put on a conference. (laughs) I'm going to put on a real manhood one-on-one conference. And and again, this was in 2012. I'm going to put on a conference. Do you know I didn't put on my first conference until 2016? And people go, man, well, what took you so long? Were you planning and preparing? No, I was scared. Mm. I was scared. I was was afraid to put on a conference because I was like, wait a minute, who am I? To, right like i was fired up but then who am i who am i to tell people how to be a man i just discovered it like there's yeah. so many other men that that have probably been on this journey and they and they know the right words to say and they have a story that goes with it but who who, who wants to hear my story and, and who wants to hear this information coming from a kid from richmond california whose mother wasn't around father wasn't around going through his own personal issues and just and just decided to to go on this journey like who wants to hear so fear kept me for four years from doing this thing but then on uh in 2016, man, my grandfather was like, do it. He said it to me. He was like, do it, put on the conference, do it. Greater things are going to come out of it more than you can imagine. And, um, and, and we did that. We had it at Sac State that first year. And this year would have been year number five at Sac State. But due to what we're going through, um, it, it's not happening like that. But we are doing something virtual um, on May mm. 15th. And and so 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 we're using this obstacle as an opportunity to go virtual. Um, but, yeah, man, that's that's how real man has started. It started as me thinking about it, you know, being a conference and being this, that, and other, based out of what I learned and, and and what I start calling myself as a real man. And so, you know, we go into schools, we go into prisons, we go into juvenile halls. We 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 do trainings and and workshops, and you know, me coaching young men and and men. And so, um, that's what real manhood one on one is about. Birth out of that was manhood awareness month. Um, which is every June on February first, twenty sixteen. Um, I declared on Instagram. <laughs> I declared on Instagram that every June, from that moment on, will be known as Manhood Awareness Month, and that's the month where you know for thirty days we highlight the importance and need of real man of real men in today's society.
0: It's incredible, man. I love it. Yeah, man. You know, it's so needed. You know, we can we can you share. Your story, and and when we think about our culture and world globally, yeah. you know, men haven't necessarily earned this this respect, mm. you know, and it's because they have so much value to offer, but for some reason, haven't always discovered how to. How to show it? Yeah, you know, and it's like you said, it's one of those things. It needs to be passed down. Yeah, man, you need to be shown. You need a guide. Yes, you know. So the fact that you want to say, "Hey, I want to be a guide," yes, let's, let's go down this trail. Even if a lot of times we're we're figuring it out together. And you know,
1: man, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Like I, I want your listeners to understand, man, that this is not a perfect thing. This is a progressive thing like this this walk was meant to be done with people right like yep. like and, and and here's the thing about effective communication if i'm able to Share with people that out the gate that, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm not even here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to come alongside of you and we journey along this thing together. Maybe you are going to give me some nuggets and some tools that that I need in my toolbox and maybe I can do the same for you. We're, we're just coming together. Maybe I have a little bit more wisdom in this area because one, two, three, and four, but that doesn't make me any better than you. That doesn't make me the expert. Again, I'm not perfect. I'm just progressing. I'm I can share with you how I've gotten to where I've gotten.
0: Yeah, yeah. So man, a couple, a couple of different thoughts. Can you break down for a minute? You know, I know you have, you, you have workshops and you have, um, your annual event yeah. and you shared the words for real, but can you take a couple of minutes and just break down yep. each letter and why it's important in a way that we can apply it to our own lives as we want to be, you know, a real, a real father, a real yep. man for our, ourselves and for our family.
1: Yeah, man. Um, and, and, you know, as I break this down, when, when I think about it, um, one of the things with the whole real manhood, you know, I, I was thinking, man, what happens if I can help men be real men before they become fathers, then they end up being real fathers and better fathers, right? And and if I can help young males, you know, become real, real young males or real men as they're going throughout, if they have siblings or if it's just a brotherhood that they, that they hang out with, or if they're on a sports team, then they can be more effective, right? So um, so the R. So
0: when you say that, let me ahead. ask you before you say, so what would you say the role of a man is? So when you say a real man, what is a real man? Or is that what the R-E-A-L is going to tell us? What a that's real what man the is?
1: R-E-A-L is okay. going to tell you. Okay. Yeah. So
0: that's going to explain what a real man looks like.
1: 100%. So the R okay. in real is reject passivity. Right, and, and 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 if anybody knows basketball, uh, you know a guy named Dikembe Matumbo, and he used to block shots all the time. He was the king of rejection, right? And so the guys would go and try to shoot a dunk, and he'll block it, and he will shake his finger, and 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 he was rejecting things. As men, I don't know about you, but I've been rejected a lot of times in my life, um, from from women, from uh, from opportunities, even from my parents at one time. So I know what it feels like to reject, to be rejected, and then I had to flip it and was like, okay. I know what it feels like to be rejected, and I've even rejected certain things. But when, it, if I put that, you know, he, uh, Robert Lewis puts that on the end of, uh, on the front of passivity. Okay, passive. Hmm. Reject being passive. Oh, that's really telling me that I need to be aggressive and intentional about doing what's right because it's right. Like I need to be aggressive and intentional about about being the very best version of me. I need to be aggressive and intentional about my actions because they matter. Every decision. I talk about it in my book, Dominate Your Day, that every decision matters. Every decision made for me and by me has led me to where I am at this moment. So that means it matters. And every decision that I decide to make today will lead me to who I am later today, tonight tomorrow and forever, right? So rejecting passivity, not being passive, not being passive about me being the man that I need to be for my for my wife, not being passive about who I need to be for my kids, not being passive about who I need to be for my family. I want to be the very best husband, father, son, grandson, uncle, nephew, cousin, um, everything that I can be for my family. I want to be real for them first and then let that overflow to everybody else. So in order to do that, I have to reject being passive. It, when I talk about the invisible dad, the invisible dad is passive. The invisible dad is not being aggressive about being in their kid's life. The invisible yes. dad is sitting back and hoping that their kid is going to come to them, even if, if they want to, you know, if they want that type of interaction. You know what I'm saying? So rejecting being passive. Um, I, I'll tell them, I, I break it down to young men like this. If there is some trash on the ground, even though you didn't put it on the ground and you know the right thing is to pick it up and throw it away, but you walk past it. That's you being passive about it. You're not being aggressive and being intentional about the right things. And so when I give it to young men like that or men, they're like, oh, shoot, that is passive. I said, what would be the the aggressive thing to do? What would be the intentional thing to do? What would be the thing that you do right because it's right? Oh, to go pick it up, even if I did. not Exactly. So think about that in every aspect of your life. How can you start being intentional about every moment of your life? Because every moment of our life matters.
0: Oh, my goodness. I... So we can just end right now. Just go live the R, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just go live the R. Yeah, man. It's so good because – and your simple answer of the trash, if I could teach that trait, if I could understand man. that trait, it, it helps me realize there's there's depth to that, bro, because I'm a man placed here on this earth. Mm. To take care of it and make it better. So 100%. that trash is my trash.
1: It's your trash.
0: It's I'm our responsible trash. <laughs> for that trash. Yeah, man. Come on, I'm man. Responsible for that trash. Come on. And the problem is some other dude either threw that trash down or his kid threw that trash down. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna step into that role and say, It's my trash. Yes. And if we could take that one thing, dude, I'm just so inspired right now and so pumped up. Like, yeah, and man. dudes, let's just teach that to our kids. Come if on, we man. We teach that to our kids how different would the world look 100 years from now on, man. if when our kids walk outside they pick up trash it's going that's at a bare minimum it's going to go into relationships like you're saying come on man so it, good bro and
1: and and, and that's so the good. thing that's the thing that i teach you know we teach our kids like hey this is our home even if you mm-hmm. didn't drop something pick pick it up like right but but that's the same thing like when you go out do the same thing with people you see somebody broken over there help help them up Right. You, you see somebody dealing with something eat, like don't just be passive and go, and walk by people. Don't just be nonchalant about it. Be ag- like as men, we, we know how to be aggressive. Like we had this innate thing, like we know how to be aggressive. We're just not aggressive about the right stuff all the time. We're not intentional about the right stuff. We're intentional about what we want to be intentional about. Right. But now when we start making family and fatherhood and manhood, those high priorities. That's when you start to see stuff happen. So that's reject passivity.
0: And what's crazy is when you see those things happen, I think the level of fulfillment that you have as Come a on, man, man is so much deeper. 100%. You didn't even realize, like, I put all this effort into, let's just say my golf game for something, yep. whatever. yep. And that's cool, man. Do that. Have have yep. that stuff. But you put that same level of energy into your family. The rewards you're going to feel are going to be phew, incredible.
1: Listen, bro, Every morning, every morning, Monday through Friday, I wake up and I make the bed. Right. And and it's crazy. I post it on Instagram in my story. That's Dwight Taylor. SR, that's a plug. Um, but I post it on Instagram in my story every morning. And and I do that for accountability. Right. Mm. Like and, and me and my wife, we joke. And I, I was like, I was like, baby, the best way for me to stay accountable is me to post. Right. Because then because I'm good with letting myself down sometimes. I'm not good with letting other people down. Right. Mm, and, and, yeah. and, and even that. And I take that mindset with my family. Like if I tell them I'm going to do something, then I want to follow through on what I said. If I don't if I keep it hush hush to myself, I can let myself down a million times a year. You know what I mean? And so so I make the bed every morning and and people are like, man, why do you do that? I say I don't do it because I like making the bed. I do it because my wife was in the Air Force and she had a certain way that she used to like the bed. You know, they had to make the bed and, and it made her feel like if I can have the bed made in the beginning of my day, that's one thing that I've accomplished and I can start my day the right way. So yep. so then it was years, bro. Like I said, I, this is my second time around in this marriage. It was years where I never made the bed. And then I said, you know what? I want my wife to feel fulfilled. I wanted to feel excited, I wanted to feel happy. I wanted to feel joy. What, what can I do? Oh, I can start her day off the greatest way by making the bed. And so I just start doing it. I start seeing this woman change, bro. I start mm. seeing strictly off making the bed strictly off making and the the and then the amount of fulfillment that I had was like, oh my goodness. This feels amazing. Right. And, and 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 doing things like that is one of my wife's love languages. Right. That I had to yep. learn. And so I was like, oh, she loves this. This is how I show her I love her. And so, um, yeah, man, I was just.
0: But what I love about it is is a, some dude, if you're listening, you can't just go make the bed. Right. If you hear Dwight's voice, it's not that he just made the bed and said, cool, I took care of my wife today. That spilled into every other. Every piece of your relationship with her right because you make the bed out of an intention not for yourself but for her her. and so i guarantee man that the rest of your day you started to focus on your daughter, your your wife yes and it flowed through your day all of it and that's where this change started happening bro i'm
1: now now i'm washing clothes she was washing clothes on sundays I'm washing clothes on Sundays. She was mopping and sweeping. I'm mopping and sweeping. Like I start, I start, it was a, I'm competitive, bro. Like I'm the most competitive person you'll ever meet on this planet. I'm competitive. So then I start competing with myself, like, man, how can I add more value to my wife? Like, how can I add more value to our relationship? Oh, let me start washing the clothes. Okay, all right, I'm doing that too. How can I add more value? I don't want her to try to out add value than me, right? So I'm like, what, what else can I do? And I just start, it. so I start competing with myself. Like, man, how can I bring the most joy and fulfillment to my wife's life? Like, like, that is the greatest thing for me. My grandfather, that's him. Here's my grandfather's greatest principle he ever gave me. He said, leave people, places, and things better than you found them. He said, grandson, if you can do that, if you can focus your life on doing that everything else will will will, will be fine leave people places and things better than you found him. So it doesn't matter if my, if my grandmother, my grandfather knew you or didn't know you, he was going to try to leave you better than he found you. If that was him helping you, giving you a word of encouragement, a high five, a smile, listening better than he found you. If he used your car, he's going to fill the gas tank up because he wants to leave the car better than he found it. If he goes to a place, it doesn't matter if it's a juvenile hall, a shelter, um, the, the, the the greatest uh, hotel in the world, he's going to try to find a way to leave it better than he found. It. He said, He said, grandson, just use that principle with everything that you do. That's the number one principle that I live by, my man. I try to leave people, places and things better than I found them. But before everybody else, I'm trying to leave my family better than I found them.
0: So good. So good. All right. Let's tackle the E.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so the, the E is expect the greater reward. Right. Expect the greater reward now that we can flow that right back into what i'm doing the greater reward come on me making the bed, there's a greater reward of me making the bed. My wife is turned up. She's excited. She's feeling like, man, my husband really cares and really values me, right? That's the greater reward in me doing that. The greater reward of me investing in these young men and these men's life at Real Manhood 101 and whatever we're doing is that the greater reward is that, man, one day that light bulb is going to come on. That aha moment is going to come on. They're going to remember something that I said, something that we did, the love that we shown. And they're going to be like, man, I remember like 10 years ago, I went to this event and uh, this guy was talking about, man, rejecting passivity and being intentional and this, that and the other. And that that seed that was sown in that moment will then show fruit sometime down the line. It might be while I'm alive and it might not be while I'm alive. But for me, it's expecting the greater reward, not expecting the in the moment. Right. We, we live in this microwave world. We want everything right away. Sometimes right. things are not going to show up and happen right away when the when, when, the, when, the, when the when the when the when the when the planter plants the seed that the harvest doesn't happen right away. Right. Like there's a greater reward. You plant that seed and you're expecting something great to happen. How about every time we interact with somebody, we expect something great to come out of that interaction? Well, that means that 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 has to do with something with our input to that outcome, right? Like what can we do to input something? We might not even see it. Somebody might cuss us out. Our wife might say something crazy to us. Our kids might say something crazy to us in the moment, but what happens in a year, two years, five years, 10 years down the line where maybe they don't say anything to you, but you start seeing it play out, right? That's the greater reward. My grandfather, my grandfather, when he, when him and my grandmother scooped me up, scooped the fumble up and start planting these seeds in me a long time ago, What he sees now, he tells me all the time, that's the greater reward. You at 38 is the greater reward of what we did when you were born.
0: So is it? it's almost like if you reject the passivity, you're doing it and and you're being intentional and you're expecting that the investment you are making as a man by doing the right thing, that there's a greater reward. There's a greater reward. Beyond
1: you. Beyond me. Beyond Mm. me. Here's the crazy thing. but, but, But there is a greater reward for you. It's growth right it's right. growth it's right. fulfillment it's a sense of joy but it's beyond me right i don't i i i i give my sons information and wisdom every single day sometimes they take it sometimes they don't but when i've seen it then act out and and play out. I'm like, Oh, that is the most amazing thing. It's so dope to see it. And I've seen it. I've seen men. I'm I'm 38, man. I I coach men that are 55, 60 years old. I've seen it play out in their life. I've seen men say, man, because of you telling me your story about you being on round two of your marriage, I decided to give my marriage another try. And I'm 60 years old, Dwight. Like that's the greater reward. What if I wouldn't have been transparent in that moment? What if I wouldn't have told anybody that? Like, if I don't tell you, you don't know that I've been married twice, that I got, that I got the, that I got a divorce and that I remarried my wife. Nobody knows that. But what happens when I sow that seed and give them that truth, that authentic, that uh, that transparency, and then it plays out like that, right? Yep. Like, and, yep. and I'm not even. Here's, here's a crazy thing. Even though I'm expecting a greater reward, I'm not even expecting to see it in my lifetime. If it happens, phenomenal. If it doesn't, phenomenal. I'm just doing That's my huge.
0: part. That's huge because if I'm expecting the greater reward, and I say to myself, "All right, I'm gonna start making the bed for my wife," and in two weeks she's still nagging at me about whatever and yeah. I stopped, then I'm doing it for the wrong reason. 100%. I'm not doing it for the long, the long haul. You'll dig this. I read this recently, and I wish I could give credit to whoever wrote it down. But they said, um, in our modern world, you will be married to, or you'll have three different relationships. Like in our current world, you have three mm. different relationships or be married three times. It's your decision if you want to be married to the same person or not. Mm. So realizing that That's my crazy. wife is going to be different, right? Do yep. I want to put the investment in to... Marry that lady fifteen years from now, you know, yep. meaning that stay Come committed on. to her, and that's just so rich. If I go into my marriage knowing, hey, she's going to marry two other dudes too, I would yes. love. To, I want that yes. to be me. Who 100%. do I want? What do I want to do for that to be me? So as you talk about, I mean, you're living proof of that. Like, bro, to I'm the, here to the real point. I'm telling you that man. it was done, and now it's a it's happening and you know, and, and, and like, and, dude, and my what wife an amazing thing,
1: bro. She, lo- she's like, lo- she loves saying round two year four, right? Like she, she gets turned up about telling people that man. And so it, it's just, it, it's dope for me, man.
0: Well, because it's, it's gosh, it's, it's a miracle, right? I mean, 100%. It's, it's, it's amazing. But what I love is this guy that I've been listening to Thomas Blackwell. He says, he won't say uh, that's unbelievable anymore. Mm. Just get that out of your language. Yeah. To say that's believable so that people who are struggling in their marriage right now listening go, yeah. you know what it is believable. This is believable. I could do that. We could do that.
1: So so in, in my book, one of the statements is I'm possible is the new impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm possible, right? Same word. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm yeah. possible is the new impossible. And I'm telling people I'm possible. If this can happen for me, it can happen for you. Like I'm the proof. I love it. I'm I am awesome. the proof that's now. so good. I'm possible is that's the new so impossible. Good. Like, come on, man. It's doable. You are about
0: dude, you are like a wordsmith, man. You said something on your Instagram the other day. Uh
1: car Oh yeah, man. Inspiration <laughs> in the car. Put it together.
0: <laughs> oh that
1: was so good. All right. So
0: anything else on the E or can we move on to the A? Oh, we,
1: we can move on, man. I, I think they All got right. the point.
0: A Let's hear it.
1: Accept responsibility. That that doesn't even need me. To, that that I don't even need to really go there, bro. Like oh. that's that's the one. Like I, I said, that one can cover all of them. Really, right? Like that's <laughs> our, that's our life. Like everything is, is we we got to take ownership. That's just what it comes down to, man.
0: Even yeah, if, if you just say yeah, I'm responsible for this. Yeah. How often do we just want to pass right. the buck?
1: All the time. All the time. Like I, I, I'm not even going to talk, I'm not even going to talk about what everybody else, the I, I was a person who would mm-hmm. pass the buck all the time, bro. All the time. Like me and my wife, she would ask me something. She would, she would, you know, bring something to my, to my knowledge of, of something i had done. And I would quickly one, try to, Throw it back at her. Well, like you do that, or blame it, or somebody else didn't do, or I didn't have somebody to show me that. Why are you tripping? Like nobody showed me mm. that. Right. And so I had to get into the place where, man, I'm the CEO of this house, bro. That means that everything falls on me, my man. Everything falls on me. Right? But here's the thing. I I I am in a space now where 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 the things that don't go right, it's on me. Like that's that that's my I did not do something. When things go right, y'all did it. Y'all did a great job. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all did a great job. But when it don't go right, it's on me because I think like, okay, even if I'm not wrong in a situation, let's say me and my wife are having a a disagreement or or having a conversation or me and my kids. And even though I might be right, my thing is like, okay, do I want to be right in this moment or, or do I want my house to be healthy? Right. Like that's a that's a big question for me all the time. Like, what does right in this moment look like is, is right in this moment saying I, I told you I was right or why are you not listening or do I want it to be healthy and go, what could I have done differently? for this outcome to be differently. I'm always taking the ownership back to me. What could I have done? Okay, may- maybe my wife is, is, is feeling a certain type of way, but but I know I'm right, but what could I have done? Oh, I could have communicated with her better. I could have told her specifically that I'm gonna be home at two and not around two. Like, I'm always thinking about how how can I accept this responsibility, right? And just saying, I'm responsible for this because I am. I'm responsible for this.
0: Man, that's I love how you bring it down to just the simplest Example like pick up the trash to now you just made this comment and I don't want to pass it by. I could be pissed because I walk in the door around two, and my wife's upset because you didn't let me know you were going to be home at 225. Right. Well, in my mind, it was to, tw- you know, still around two. Correct. But I could have said I'll be home at 225. Or if I knew it wasn't going to be around two. So in every situation, like you're saying, you can take responsibility.
1: Every situation. Every situation. That's it. Like accept responsibility, responsibility is the one, and and um, so we'll just go. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go to the L and um, lead courageously. You know what I mean? Like lead, lead courageously. And I want to say this: before you can lead anybody else, the first person you got to lead is yourself. Like, and that's that's really what this one is about. Leading you, like lead you well, right? And 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 that really means. Oh, shoot. As men, that means we got to get to know ourselves <laughs> like like we really got to get to know who we are. We, we, so we,
0: how do you get to know yourself?
1: I love it. So I'm big on self-awareness. Right. And and I'm big on doing uh, self-explorations. I, I did like 100 videos um, in a row, maybe two years ago, and it was called Self-Discovery with Dwight. Right. And and each day I'm basically I I did what I did when I was trying to find out what a man was. But Mm. I just start digging within myself and pulling up the things that were either bothering me, the things that were pissing me off, the things that I was excited about, the things that would cause me or triggers that I had that would cause me to react instead of respond. Well, I I just start digging up all these things and going, okay do I do I appreciate this part about me or do I not? okay how are people seeing me? I started asking people I started asking people I trust my wife like like how do you view me I started asking my sons how do you view me when I'm in this space I started asking my accountability group how do you and so a, a lot of it when when I talk to men about self-awareness it's not just you being self-aware and, and you standing in your silo to yourself right it's mm. it's it's also getting other people that you trust here's another thing hopefully you, you these men if you're listening to this hopefully you do have some men that, that you trust you know and that you can be authentic and open with and if not i'm one of them and if not Ned is is one of them like like we have to do this thing together and so i get input from people right but then for me um my source and, and it, because of my faith i go to god like hey sh- show me where i'm messing up man show me where i can be better show me where i can better my best and and so it, it's really just getting that input and then here's the thing information is should lead to transformation it should but information without application will just lead to fascination. Like, it'll just be like, oh, that's amazing. No, we, information plus application equals transformation. Like, that's the formula. So now that I have this information about me, it's going to be up to me to go, what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with this information about what I've learned about myself? What, what, what did I do? What am I going to do about the, the five years that my wife was in a hell in, in this inside of this marriage? What am I going to do with it? Like, like, is, is it going to be the same Dwight this time around? Is it going to be the same? You're going to do the same things. You're going to say the same things. You're going to react instead of respond. Well, like, what are you going to do? Right. And I had to look at myself in the mirror. A lot of people. Let me take that back. I'm, I'm, I'm effective with my words. I was a person. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror some days. Hmm. I was ashamed of, of, of who I become. I was ashamed of the things that I was doing. I, I was living a a. a, a, a two different lives. You know what I mean? Like I was ashamed of me, so I couldn't really own up because here's the thing. And my oldest son, Dwight Jr., he told me uh, we were just talking about, I said, man, why do you think it's hard for people to look themselves in the mirror? Like, why do you think people struggle with just seeing themselves? He was like, because then you got to, then you got to live up, live, then you have to deal with the truth. And he was like, Mm. "And, and, and the truth is hard for people. He's 17 years old. He's like, the truth is hard, dad. Like, that means I have to really go, oh man, this is the truth. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to live the lie or am I going to live this truth? And I was like, son, you hit it right on the head, man. And so, you know, me having the Bible, me having my grandfather, me having accountability people, me having people I trust, they are that mirror for me. You know what I mean? That that helped me get these things up out of me. So lead courageously, you know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. going back, here, here's the principle for lead. Leave people, places, and things <laughs> better than you found them. Just Just, just do
0: that. Simple. Simple simple but hard to do. Come on, man. But possible. Possible. And when you when you said lead courageously, man, it's just like in my head, the thing I saw, and as it's cool because like we're doing this podcast, we can both see each other right now while we're recording the audio. Is I just saw this image of other men leading courageously, being themselves, like not being Dwight, not Not. being Ned, not being whoever else that they see that they look up to, but like your kids. They only get to call you dad. That's it. Those three kids. And they need Dwight, dude. They don't need Ned. And and if you're you're listening, your kids don't need, oh man, my kids would be so lucky if they had Dwight. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They need you. (laughs) I would be a hindrance to their growth. (laughs) Yeah. They need, they're specifically innate in you. Yeah. You're the person they need. And man, what a gift. And so, uh, oh, I love it, dude. Dwight, this has been so good. Um, Okay, here's my last question for you. 20 years down the road, 25 years down the road, you peer into the homes of your children. Mm -hmm. What is the legacy that you see that you, principles, practices, habits that you put into place day in and day out now? And they might not attribute it to, we learned this from our dad, but you're going to see this legacy in that. What is that? What does that look like?
1: To always be real. Mm. Reject passivity, expect a greater reward, accept responsibility, and lead courageously. People don't want fake. They want the real. They need the real. Always stay real. And the principle, I'm going to say it one more time. If you missed it, leave people, places and things better than you found them. Like what what really happens when we go about that like that, right? Like what what happens when we become intentional about every person, the person who just cussed you out and got on your nerves? How do like you got to you got to go within yourself and go, "How am I going to leave this person <laughs> better than I found them and they just went off on me? They just cussed me? Like how do I do that?" It, it, it's going to take some creativity. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some dedication, but would you say, man, it's doable? It's doable. We just gotta do it. So so that's it. Like I that is it. That is what I want my kids. I, I, man, if I can peer back in when I'm long gone, I, I want them to be real. That's what I want them to be. My daughter we call it real manhood, but I want my daughter to be real. Yeah I want my sisters yeah, to mean, be real. Is,
0: you know what I mean? This is a li- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a people human yeah, thing. Man. But at the core, I would say if men were to lead this way, come on, man come on everybody man else would, everybody else would follow come on man and i don't i and this is from a servant mindset and this is what you said from the beginning being real is being a servant that's like it. what you're saying is how do i serve those around how me do like I serve. your grandfather taught you and that's getting passed to all of us right now is this comes down to serving others putting your others above yourself uh, and the reward is so great if come you on, do man. that like how good you feel Ah, Dwight, man, I love hearing you talk. I am so fired up. I'm so inspired. Um, Keep being you. Keep being real. Yeah. Keep being uh, an amazing, intentional husband, father, friend, coach, and all around human being, man. I, I really appreciate you and thank you for sharing your life with us today.
1: Right back at you, my man. Right back at you.
0: You're feeling good, aren't you? I knew you would be pumped after listening to Dwight. <laughs> the guy is... Just so on fire, man. I just love, I love it. Okay, so please go check out Real Manhood 101 if you have a son between 6th and 12th grade. Go check it out, go watch the virtual event they're doing on May 22nd, please. And then hey, Dwight also, like he said in the podcast, he made June Manhood Awareness Month. Now, I need you to do something now, because I know us dudes, when this launches off on June 1st, we will have forgot all about this. I want you to take a couple minutes while you are all pumped right now, and I want you to record a video 30 seconds to a minute of you saying, what does it mean to be a man? Define it and record it. And then on June 1st, you'll already have it there. And you're going to throw that up on your Instagram and tag hashtag manhood awareness month. And it's going to be define It date. So what is manhood awareness month? Every day for the month of June, Dwight will put out A challenge to us men and we do that challenge so like the first day is define manhood define it in your words what does it mean Uh, that Wednesday of that week is gonna be open a door day okay so it's things that are principles that men should be living by so check that out oh thank you for listening this stuff matters you matter it's not me it's not Dwight it's all of us it's you me all of us that's fatherhood Father, this whole thing, is not about one father. Fatherhood is about many, and that's what the hood part comes in. Hood means it's it's a community, it's a collective, it's a group of people, the way they do life, the way they think. That is fatherhood. Man, thank you. Thank you to you fathers. Thank you to you dads out there listening to Rebellion Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs this is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has a little impact and create lives engaged in the craft of fatherhood. Please share this. Please go follow us on Instagram. Spread the word that fatherhood matters. It is our responsibility. I look forward to talking to you next time.